from the director of Top Gun and Beverly Hills Cop 2. Buddy. <laughs> a con man. Ask him if he got the letter. Did you get the letter? What letter? No, God, tell him we gotta go. A call girl. You call for a day? Huh? Ah! I'm out of here. She a four alarm fire or what? She seems very nice. What are you doing in LA anyway, huh? And a suitcase full of trouble. My name is Vincent Cocotti. I work as consul for Mr. Blue Lou Boyle, the man your son stole from. Now, all that stands between them and their wildest dreams. Find out who this winging a prayer artist is and take him off at the neck. Are 60 cops. 40 agents. He's a wild man, this kid Clarence. I like him. 30 mobsters. I haven't killed anybody since 1984. And a few thousand bullets. We're all gonna die here. These are cops! Put it down! Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken. Slow it down, man. In a Tony Scott film. I think what you did, I think what you did Not since Barney and Clyde have two people been so good at being bad. True romance. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one. To Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. I'm Christmassy Mark Keller. Christmassy Mark Keller. No, really. You're not really no. there. Are you? um, your Christmas decorations uh... are in a box down there. We're going to get oh, a Christmas tree later on. Are you buying a real Christmas tree? Yeah, we always have a Christmas, a real Where one. do you put it? In the corner there. Oh, we Because right. I love the smell of pine. Smell no. of pine. Like, in the morning. <laughs> this is a really uh, old man conversation. I buy those uh, pine sticks that you stick in a false Christmas tree. I think oh, I, love, I just love pine. Really it's one of the best smells. Do you have to buy a dwarf Christmas tree for you and Emma? So it makes no, really Emma, you know, one. It's too fucking big. And the thing is, how do you like, put the on the top? Like a little. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's a private. Fuck off. Uh, no, but the thing is, like August was the great for about four days. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. they start falling. You know, there is a. I, I can't remember what it is now, but look it up on the internet. There's a really easy way of stopping it. I think you spray something on it, oh. like um, 
No, look it up. I was going to say hairspray. Yeah, because that, that old shoe actually so. people used to say. Yeah, yeah, there is, there is a way. And I think there's a way of knowing what tree to get as well. Like if you get one that's overly kind of squeezy, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it's going to fall. But no, I have a, I have a plastic one. So, um, so yeah, as you can guess, this isn't an October edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is our Christmas edition. But uh, before we talk about I think we should talk about our Waffle on Meetup, don't you? Oh, that seems like a long time. I mean, it ain't that long ago. It was it's only three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. I think it was really it was. good, wasn't it? It was free, well, surprisingly, yeah. Oh, yes, for us. <laughs> <laughs> but we were ridiculously nervous before that coming on, weren't we? Well, because it's mean, just not our thing, you see. We're just not. I'll tell you how nervous I was, was the fact that I didn't have a beer when I met you earlier. Yeah, yeah. I had, a... I had two lattes. Yeah. Because it's... <laughs> it's just we've never done anything like that. No. And because we've got very, very low self-esteem, yep. uh, we just thought it's going to be us. And we just assumed, we did really think there might be two people. It was a bit like that to start off with. It was I was thinking, oh, no. And there's, there's... First of all, they put the wrong name on the door, which is a bit worrying, but yeah, then they yeah, sorted yeah. that out pretty quick. But then suddenly, loads of people turned up to the yeah. fact that the room was too four, small isn't it, too really? small is that for that people had to sit outside which is you know well there you go that's that's the way the thing goes but we're not going to name everybody who turned up because uh, it, it, you know it's, it's, it's yeah, you and know I who you are so bad we couldn't hear most of them really no as well and I am I deaf but, but uh, <laughs> we, we met we met loads of people who we'd never met before yeah, uh, yeah. and there was a, a couple of people who turned up who hadn't was not on the social medias and it just turned up because they heard the podcast. We had Manchester, Wales, London, Southampton, um, Coventry. Which is really um, good, yeah. Our surrounding Midlands and stuff like that and Birmingham. Um, so we do thank everybody who turned up. You're absolute stars. You made yeah, the whole. Yeah. Everyone was really chatty, really friendly. We got to see uh, an original 1960, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 1965, yeah, 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 I think, Doctor Who script. Yeah. Oh, I was so made up about that. That was uh, that was Lucy from Southampton who does the. Of course, she gave everybody who turned up there really? a Rick oh, Mail yeah, yeah. uh, scrapbook badge, which I've still got on my coat, which I'm really very good. very chuffed about. Um, yeah, it was brilliant. We got loads of photos that we took and we put them on Facebook. So it has spurred us on to do another one. Yeah, and I said, hopefully, as well with what's going on, we understand it wasn't the ideal time of year, but we were a bit limited because of the world we're in at the moment. Yeah. Now, hopefully, when the world's back to normal, which you bloody hope so, I hope so soon, by yeah. the summer, where people have got a bit more time. Yeah. Because it ain't ideal in Birmingham around that time because it's too busy, isn't it? No, the Christmas market. I think it was one of the things where... We could easily have cancelled it, but then we thought we're just that's letting the side down a bit, really. And unfortunately, the Foo Fighters are playing. Uh, yeah. The Christmas markets, once the hotel rooms went up more, we we knew there was yeah. at least at least probably just under ten people who were thinking of coming, but then the hotel price was doubled its price. And we don't blame that at all. And also, we had about four people drop out because, unfortunately, they caught COVID. COVID. And we had the, um, the public transport was mental in Birmingham at the oh, moment. Yeah, and you can't and get anywhere. It's like, trying to took him three hours to get home. Oh, that's ridiculous. To Coventry. It? To Coventry. Really, that's <laughs> mad, isn't it? You could have just got the, the bus. <laughs> you could have said, well, you just get the 900. Yeah. So I didn't think about that. I said, yeah, you want to well, I, I got stranded last week and I ended up nearly having to walk two and a half hours yeah, home. And just, it was like, oh, God. So hopefully, so. when we do it again, it might be a bit more normal times. Normal times. And we'll give everybody enough We'll also do a bit of research to make sure there's nothing going to clash with us. So, so yeah, it was a great success. And thank you to everybody who came. Um, So, Kel, what are we talking about today for our Christmas? Christmas It's like my wife said... Can you think of us on on a more unfestive movie? Probably not, actually. Not really, no. No, no. (laughs) No, but we are doing true romance. And the reason we're doing this, isn't it? Because we said this... 
We've sort of done all the Christmas films we like. That we like, yeah. Right? And I'm not going to keep doing different versions of Christmas Carol, because no. they are basically the same. No, I think we covered every Christmas Carol, didn't we, on the last Yeah, we've done the good one. Well, we said, oh, you haven't done Scrooge. Yeah, but we've done Scrooge. <laughs> they don't have bloody different. No, we've done no. loads of Bill Murray. Where... Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to so, do it right now. So, it's like, nah, it's not what I said. Why don't you do, uh, like, a, a, what, do you, what do you call it? A Santa Claus a movie? Something? Mm, no, because I don't like Santa Claus. I've done the is that something? Oh yeah, what am I thinking? About? I'm thinking about the Santa Claus with uh, Tim. Tim Allen. What am I thinking of then? No, that is right. You are right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Santa Claus movie. He's the one. Oh, you're, you're thinking the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Yeah. With Tim yeah. Allen. With Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we just repeat ourselves there twice, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. You know, uh, but we do not like. We do not like these Christmas films. We can't because yeah. we it would be rubbish. I hate we're it. never going to do things we don't no, like. Are no, we? unless we pick a film that we both really can't stand, which I thought would be quite cool. I mean, really, really. Yeah, we've done We've done that. We did the commentary on it. If you remember, yeah, yeah, that, that was quite good actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm never watching it ever again. No, and I can't be myself to actually listen to that episode. And but what do we do before we talk about it? Now you play some form of. Think, what am I going to play there? Because I've not actually laid anything well, down. It's got to be some Elvis, isn't it? It's got to be some Elvis, isn't it? Because it's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. What Elvis tune now? Is there an Elvis tune in it? There is an Elvis tune in it because they didn't get the right. Couldn't get it. the right, but there's lots of rock and roll in it, isn't there? And Elvis is about Elvis. See so what I'll do? I'm going to go look at the soundtrack and I'll pick the best one off it. Yeah, yeah, because it's got a really good sound. Well, really good soundtrack. It's got called rock and roll in it. Yeah. It's just all like rock and roll stuff. Okay, we'll do hey, that again.
Yeah. Now, before we talk about this, I teased you slightly, only slightly. You did. Have you seen the trailer for Nick Cage? What, 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 what? That's what it's called, Nick Cage. Have you seen the trailer for no. it? It's Nick Cage, Nicholas Cage playing Nick Cage in his film, in which he's an actor who hasn't had much work recently. And he's in a hotel. So he's playing Nick Cage, and then he gets he has to he gets invited to do a, go to a kind of a very rich, massive fan who's played by your man, who's the uh, Mandalorian. All oh, right, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so he gets there, and they get all in kind of scrapes, and he's being Nick Cage in it. So what? he's Nick Cage as in Nick Cage. So, what? There you go. And then I thought I saw I watched the earlier one. I haven't watched that. That's what I'm watching later yeah. on tonight. And the first thing I thought I was gonna I was gonna text it, yeah, oh, because you haven't been at work today. But yeah, I thought yeah. to myself, oh no 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 no, this is podcast worthy. This is because oh, yeah. we've only done one Nick Cage film, haven't we? Yeah yeah. And um, I, I, we've we done uh, we did um, uh, the the kind of air. Oh right yeah yeah because, yeah yeah. yeah. And the, what I really want to do, face. There's a great scene in it, right? Face like, off. He looks at it and he goes. There's a there's a model of him standing there with his guns. His face off, right? Yeah. His face off character, which is a uh, 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 Castro Casper. No, uh, 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 Castor Castor Clay. No, I was that. Anyway, he's saying like that, and he goes, "That's grotesque. Is that me? <laughs> I'll give you twenty thousand for it." <laughs> I love Nicholas Cage, man. I love it. So I think we, we've got to do Face Off, man. Because it is the most fucking yeah, craziest film ever. I don't think we've done any John Travolta, have we? No. No, I've, we have. What we fiction. We have. Yes, that's true. Yeah. But it's a cross bloody film, it's okay. so we do. I haven't watched it for ages. I haven't. I, I don't think... Yeah, another one a bit like this. Yeah. I don't think I've saw it in 20 years. 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Same here. So I thought, well, uh, yeah. we'll definitely... Now, this film... Uh, came out September the 10th, 1993, Best. which is absolutely bonkers, isn't it? So it's obviously it's written by Quentin Tarantino, oh. directed by Tony Scott, the late Tony Scott, and stars the following people, Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, and Christopher Walken. That's all the people in there. Now, uh, we're going away from uh, talking about every single person because we'll be there all day. And oh, I'm sure yeah. you guys just want us to waffle on as we do. And as you know, we've got the new format now where we're not going to dissect a film. We're just going to actually talk about it. Now, the, one of the notes I did right on here was Christian Slater. Now, I don't know about you, but the opening scene where he's sitting in the bar... That, talks yeah. about what I'm talking about Elvis. And he yeah, goes, yeah, uh, yeah, he goes yeah. you know, if I was gay... Then yeah, 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 I love that bit. Who do you... Who do you when you see him play that part there? Yeah. Is there any other actor that well, stands out that you think it looks like he's acting as somebody? Oh, well, I, well, I think at the time there was always even about the Jack Nicholson thing, wasn't that? Jack Nicholson, because he was seen as the the next Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Because we were talking about this in the week, weren't we? Because mm. I think we we're at like sort of peak Christian Slater here. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. go on to be the next big, big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just never happened, did it? Never he? really happened. I mean, he'd done in the name, the name of the Rose, was it? Yeah, with Sean yeah. Canary. He'd done the one Robin Hood. Yeah, played Will Scarlet. Uh, Will Scarlet. Oh, he did. Uh, did he? Do Heather's. The... No, not Heather's. Oh, Heather's oh yes, Heather's. He done Heather, which is uh, amazing. In Broken Arrow as well. Is it Broken, Broken Arrow? Arrow. Isn't that? Well, that's a Travolta one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's another Travolta I think that's one, isn't it? one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he'd done all these kind of things, but I was watching. I was thinking. Tarantino's wrote this with Jack Nicholson in mind. Oh, the whole talk of the woman and all that and the way she just walks off and he, he, he does that kind of thing. Of course, as well, he doesn't help that. Um, he look he looks like a... So, you know, 
you've got this character now. He's we were saying in the week that this is such a iconic Tarantino film oh, that's not directed by him. Well, if you if you look what he talks about it, he said right because I think I think out of all his films, I think it's his best script. Yeah, I think so. I think it's his best script. Yeah. Because if you see what he talks about it, now here we go. Let me talk about Tarantino. <laughs> no, no, yeah. But, you know, um, this was his most autobiographical. Yeah, and it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he wasn't living far off this lifestyle, was mm-hmm. he? Mm-hmm. You know, he come from a small town, went to LA as a scriptwriter, didn't yeah. he? Worked in a video store, and he was living all this life, midnight movies, and even the the cinema bit. Right, mm. it's all full circle in this film. There's loads of things that come back round. Like, what's the first films he's going to see? Sonny Chiba films, yes. isn't it? Sonny Chiba. In Kill Bill, who's a bloke who makes his sword? Uh, makes her sword. Yeah. Sonny Chiba. To me, you need to see this film mm. if you're a Tarantino fan because everything was in there that he went on. Because this was his first mm. script, wasn't it? I think Natural Born... I'm tempted to say I think Natural Born Killers oh, was right. his first script, but this was the first script he was sold to actually start to try and get on the wagon. I could be wrong there, but I own this script. No, I didn't own the original script. Yeah, 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 I yeah. Say. I owned Faber and Faber bought Did. out um, three books. They bought out Reservoir Dogs, mm, True Romance. Now, was it Natural Born Killers or was it... Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I'm tempted to say it was Natural Born Killers. Anyway, I don't own them anymore, which is really annoying. I must have sold them. Oh, I oh, sold yeah, my yeah, some yeah. of my comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd like to go back and get, I might actually look up on Amazon uh, Christmas, maybe get some Christmas money because I love I love reading script books. And Tarantino scripts, I like it. But it's, it's the amount of words, isn't it? Mm. It's like, and, and, and like, you know, it's what people are saying. They'd never, you know, scripts weren't like this before then. No. They didn't come across as real people. No. And, and that was the thing with him. Like, you, you know, and it's so cine literate. The script is, if you're a film fan like we are, there's so much in it. Yeah. Every little word means something. It's always it's like that. My favourite part of the script is that bit where he's, you know, we're going to talk about, are we? Where he's talking about Dr. Zhivago. Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. the Dr. Zhivago bit. And he's ranting, that, you know, fuck the Oscars. <laughs> I love that bit. Yeah, because yeah. they're not fucking films. He goes, good man, it's a fucking film. Yeah. And if you're in a Tarantino, that's a Tarantino believes all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I think this was the first time we'd read... Well, it wasn't about high art. Mm. A lot of films before this were all high art. Even the, the great writers were high art, you know, talk about culture. And he was like, nah, nah, I, I want to talk about what I'm interested in, which is sex, violence, drugs, films. Yeah. And Which is everyday things for people like the, his character. And well, that's us. why you listen to Tarantino you know, now. Because like, I listen to loads of podcasts. And he's the same. Mm. He's just like these films. And the only thing we were saying, though, is you probably wouldn't get away with his script anymore, would you? Um, but the trouble is, is that in what do you mean by what some of the things are that they say? Just, okay, just, well, just the language, which is like a real purpose. Please. But that's the thing, though. No, you should be able to do because just because the fact that it's a couple of white people saying stuff, and I suppose the Gary Oldman character is also a white character, so you, you have to bear that in mind. If you was to do, if Spike Lee was to do a film. We had the same amount of people in the same scenario, but they were black people in there. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. would be saying stuff that you'd yeah, be yeah, thinking yeah. that's a bit. Bit harsh, isn't it? Stuff yeah, like. yeah, yeah. So I think I think you should still get a, be able to get away with that. And if anyone criticises you, turn around and say, "Well, I'm not being funny." It's like what we also said. I mean, we have conversations about this film yeah. during the week. Yeah. But we was also saying that fact that you know, I, if you was to record some of the stuff that goes on in a factory where we work, you know, some of the stuff that you hear, it's not meant to be things, but it's everyday speak yeah, because yeah. there's frustrations, there's this and everything like that. 
It might not be right, but if you want a realistic point of view, that's probably what Alan Bleasdale was so good at. You know, if you want yeah, realistic yeah, yeah. attitudes, you have to put those things in yeah. because otherwise you're not telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you have to have those words in. The only thing I will say with these though is that, like you mentioned in Sonny Chiba, he's another thing, one of the things I love about Tarantino's writing, and it's mainly because of that, a little bit like Edgar Wright as well, in the yeah, same, yeah, same yeah. genre, is the fact that it doesn't matter how, I mean, we both love films, but you know, we're never going to be as knowledgeable oh, as, as like Edgar Wright, Martin Scorsese, and all this kind of stuff. But what's great about it is when they talk about Sonny Chiba, or as in, um, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, you know the Sharon Tate film on there with Dean Martin, which I know both of us had seen, but you don't think much of it. But it does make you want to go and see. When oh. I was watching the Sonny Chiba clips, I was there going, "Man, I want to watch some yeah. Sonny Chiba films." Do you know what I mean? And that can't be a bad thing, can Do it? You want to know if you want to watch the Sonny Chiba films, the the three what he's talking about, and yeah. they're all free on YouTube. I've watched them. All right. Yeah, the dubbing's a bit crap. But you're not watching them films or scripts. No, not really. But then he's amazing in them. Mm. They are very 70s. You've got to remember, I love 70s kung films. They're not so full on like they are now. Yeah, They're yeah. a lot more dancey, but they're really good. Yeah. There's a, uh, the, especially the first one, the Street Fighter, there's like someone's done like a HD upscale on it, and it's really, really good. Oh, really? Yeah. Sounds a bit out sometimes, but, eh, you know, it's all afterwards anyway. Well, yeah, but they're going to be saying that about Carnival Souls. Yeah, sometimes it's about, yeah. But obviously, if you want to watch them, mm. they're, all on, they're all on you. They're all on you. Talk about that. That's another... We're going to do Kung Fu Hustle as well next yeah, week. Yeah, we are going to do Yeah, because I've done a martial arts film. It's not always I, I, I don't think you can get much better than Kung Fu Hustle, <laughs> if you ask me. Well, we have done martial arts. We didn't get into Dragon, didn't we? Oh, well, yeah, but that was, what, how long ago God. was that? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But no, no, you, you are right. No, there's loads in this. You go, God, I want to watch that film. Mm. When he mentions something, God, I want to watch that again. Yeah, 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 so that yeah. makes you want to watch uh, Gary Oldman films, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. No, uh, let's talk about Gary Oldman's character. What, what do you reckon to... Uh, Amazing. Uh, to uh, he's, he said he was asked his favourite, and it's his favourite all-time character he played. Didn't even read the script as well. He, he, when his agent said, do you want to play... I can't remember his name. Drexel. Drexel, yeah. Um, I've, just, I've, just read, I've just read what I put underneath there. Um... Uh, he just said well what's the what's the role and he said uh, it's a white girl who thinks he's black and he just signed up yeah, yeah. and he just signed up straight away but he's the thing is though is that I find him very scary oh. I think he's a horrible scary yeah, character yeah, yeah, yeah. the fact that Samuel L. Jackson turns up and it, I put I wrote in letters that didn't last long <laughs> a, but this is the thing he's hardly in it no uh, this is what we were surprised I thought he was the, what, all the 15, way through 20 minutes isn't it what 5 minutes yeah. if you add it all up if you add it all up probably not even that really. but he's amazing isn't it yeah Again, yeah, still, still yeah. singing. I love that bit. Oh, yeah. It's the way that is. <laughs> now, I, I don't know if we're putting clips in. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to put one clip in, which is the, the classic It's scene. the most famous scene. Yeah, in so I'm, I am definitely going to do that. But whether the other clips pop up halfway through is because when I'm editing, I thought, yeah, I've got to put that in. But the whole thing of him saying to um, to Clarence's character, when he turns around, he goes, um, and he goes I don't know if you're, you're not scared of me, are you? He goes... Uh, You've been staring at me, and there's a pair of titties on the screen right behind you. And he turns around, and it doesn't matter. He just turns around, and he names the film. Yeah, yeah. And he's saying, he and I've seen it before anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what yeah. does he turn around and say? What is it about? I mean, I ain't as pretty as a pair of titties. Something, something <laughs> yeah, like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's such a great yeah, yeah. line, that is. Because that's really... that brilliant bit where he builds it up. Because I've seen something to you, have a fucking egg roll. Because I know you're not scared. Because no, he said, if, if you were scared, you would have sat down and have an egg roll. And yeah. You didn't. Because that's the thing with. It's like, like I said, we'll talk about it as I, but as we were saying this as well. I think it's my favourite all time film about a love story. Oh, I think so. I really I, do. I, I don't yeah. like love stories. I mean, not really, it, but it's real. Mm. And he's like, he's a bit like a knight in shining armour in this film, isn't he? He's a bit, yeah. There was a little bit of, of me which is a bit 
Because basically, when, when, when she gets up and meets him, I can't remember her name now. What's her name? I should have wrote it down. Um, Alabama. Alabama, yeah. When, when she meets him, and it's like, it turns out that she's a prostitute who's been hired to go. Well, no, he calls that's a bit. Then he calls her a whore, then she's yeah. not a whore, I'm a cool girl. Yeah. But she's only had one, that's a second job, isn't second it? Second job, yeah. And now, there's, there's a little bit of that where you go, she seems to fall in love with him. But you're there going, well, is it because of that he hasn't been an arsehole to her? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's made her laugh, and he's took her out somewhere, and, he, you know, and she's seen the real him. But she does seem to fall in love with him very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only thing that I'm, I'm sort of like, yeah, yeah. like that. But again, you know, you have to take yourself out of that because it's a film at the end of the day. We haven't got three weeks to, to draw this out as like yeah, a TV yeah, yeah, show yeah. would be. But you're right. You are really right because they, they generally have proper feelings for each other. And when when he finds out that um, Jack's was uh, her pimp, you know, and you think, what well, have you been all gung-ho about? And you kind of think to yourself, well, I wouldn't, well, you'd no, like no, think no, maybe no. you'd do that. But then you would think, think as well, he's a, he's a massive gangster. We shoot loads of people there. But it shows that he, he is slightly hinged. He is unhinged anyway because he keeps seeing the ghost of Alvis talking this to him. Yeah, that well, I think the I just, image of Alvis. Now, Tarantino says that. He talks about the film. He said, that was always missed out. But he said, he's not right. No. He's not right. He's, he's, he's you know, he's... Well, he's, that, he's got to be schizophrenic to yeah. be talking to... An imaginary person who, as you know, they, they don't have the rise for Alvis, but it's, it's not even called Alvis, it's called the man in the gold suit. Yeah. So, which of course links us again to Pulp Fiction, where the rumour was, of course, that in that, in that it's, it's the, case, suit. It is the, the suit. suit of Alvis, isn't it? It's, isn't it Val Kilman? It's not, is it? Like it is Val Kilman. It is Val Kilman. It is Val Kilman. And there's more Val Kilman. Now, this is interesting because. Well, I watched oh, the no, director's cut. Yeah. You watched, you're not too sure what you watched, but was no, there more Alvis in it? Because there's more Alvis in my one. No, what I noticed, right, there's so many different versions of this film all over yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. I watched it off Amazon, hmm. which was that they called it the unrated cut. Okay. And it's the same length as your director's cut. Hmm. So maybe it's the same thing then. Maybe it's the same thing because. Because there's a lot of blood in this film. Well, I can't remember, like I said, it's such a long time I couldn't remember the ending. Yeah. And I told you, I couldn't remember what happened, but the cinema cut is he dies, doesn't he? No. no, the other way around. No, no, the no. There's. I, I get up. No, no, that was that's always been there. He's surviving. It always has been. The the, the cut of uh, of him dying was ne- is never released. It's on the DVD if you watch it. That's on there, but no, it, it weren't. That was. I think it's just slightly longer. Yeah. Because I seem to when you see him lying there and he's got a hole in his eye. I don't remember that being that graphic. You know? No, I don't. Oh, I don't. And also, there's a lot more. Al- you see Val Kilmer's face in my one. And no, I don't, no, I don't, no. I only ever remember seeing a bit like Boba Hotep. I only remember seeing kind of like a little bit of the chin, yeah, in yeah, the gold suit. But um, what does he always say to him at the end of every sentence, Alvis? Do you remember? Oh, no, yeah. He goes, Clowns. Oh yeah. I like you. Always have. Always. Have. <laughs> <laughs> but it's clear that he's psychotic because he's seen this person who's telling him what to do, and he's a loner and he's on his own now. He doesn't have any other friends because the person who arranges Alabama is his boss. boss yeah, yeah. Right? And he hasn't seen his dad in three years. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So what has he been doing in three years? There's a, there's a beautiful story there. There is. Really well, you see, in, in scripted prequels, mm. this was the thing. I, you know, 
Could you do? I think it's too long now to do a prequel, isn't it? Because well, well, I, I, you know, I've, you know, he's in his mid fifties now. I, I, he still looks bloody good though. But he can't play him young, could he? No, he can play. So this is the problem with he has got dyed hair in this. Yeah, I suppose so. It's a bit like the Vega Brothers, isn't it? Mm. He scripted a Vega Brothers film, didn't it? But in the end, it was just too. Do you think you could get away with having different actors playing play... the Vega Brothers? Because I think I could have a Vega brother doing it. Because the thing is, you don't know how long before he is. It must be quite far because Travolta's quite. He's not that young in Pulp Fiction, mm. and Michael Madsen's not that young in uh, Reservoir Dogs. So you could have it when they were younger, like when they were first brothers. Mm. I'd have, to me, it's about the script. I don't care about who does Yeah, because ultimately, at the end of the day, when you think about it, like, the whole of Tarantino's universe supposed to be one universe. Yeah, it is. Like, it's, it's not... It's not our acceptable history. That's why you've got Inglourious Bastards. Yeah, 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 That's why you've got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is different. Reservoir Dogs is different. The only thing that is that doesn't click those things together if you want it to be realistic, but again, we're saying this is not a realistic world, is, of course, you've got uh, Harvey Keitel plays Mr. White, but he also plays um, Mr... Thingy in uh, what, uh, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Wolf. In, yeah, in that's a good point, that right? is. Yeah, yeah. You've got Michael Madsen's character in Reservoir Dogs who gets shot, but then you also see Michael Madsen as one of the, um, he's the, in, the seven... The, uh, he's in, uh, yeah. Kill Bill. Yeah. So, oh, and he's in Thingy, isn't he? Uh, um, oh, uh, uh, you know, the Western. Oh, what's the time in Hollywood? No, the no. Western. Oh, Django Unchained. No, the other one. What's that now? Oh, I can't uh, remember the bloody name of that one. Yeah, yeah, the one with Christoph. Uh, the he's one in the. He's, what, Kurt, he's Kurt Russell. Yeah, he's in oh, that one as well. What's that called? We should know that. Uh, angry. Uh, hate. Hate for hate. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Yeah. So he's in that. So in this world, everybody can be anybody. Yeah, because yeah. I said to you that there's part of me that thinks that Clarence and Alabama were um, uh, Tim Roth. Uh, yeah, you were saying this. Singer's uh, character in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. Because you could imagine them two together. And yeah, you could imagine yeah. Alabama and Clarence. Yeah. It's almost like the same writing. Yeah. You know, I love you. I what you love him to do is do a big series of books and, li- and do a proper story of all that world. Well, oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I've not, oh. I've not read Once for Time in Hollywood yet. Yeah, I'm happy that's, that's Christmas. That's my, that's my holiday. That's when I, you know, when I get a holiday next yeah, year. Yeah. That's going to be my book, which I want to yeah, yeah. read. Now, um, they obviously decide to get you know, married and stuff like that. Now, he accident when he goes and sees Jackson, he kills everybody. He takes his case, which he thinks is Alabama's clothes, but he takes a load of coke, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, that's the big, so that's the start. He's got a massive fuck-off revolver in that as well, isn't oh, he? God, it's a beautiful it's gun. fucking massive, isn't it? Ooh, it's a good-looking gun. I mean, you know, <laughs> know we, we, don't, we don't have guns over here, but uh, I've got to be honest with you, that's it's lovely. I love, oh. I love a revolver. I love a snub-nosed revolver, I do. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah, I just really like it. I don't know. It reminds me of 70s cop films. You know, like, a snub-nosed revolver. You know the one I've got, the um, the Walking Dead one? That yeah, one yeah. yeah, yeah. Every now and again, I pick that up and I go and put it back down. Yeah, yeah. Now, we, 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 we do get introduced to... I say, it's not a very, there's not a lot of people in this film. And it's not they, a lot of story, really. It's, it's really, a short no, story. It's a very short story, because they decide to escape and like that, and they go and see Dennis Hopper, who's playing his dad, who, you look at Dennis Hopper, and again, like we said earlier on, he just makes you appreciate him, doesn't he? I it, think really? this was it's one of his first sober films, you know? Was he sober during... I know, I know he's not acting it, but was he sober during when he played Frank in Blue Velvet? Uh, no. No, he weren't. No, no was no, he pop no. off his teeth? No, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I told you, my favourite uh, Dennis Hopper story is when he went to Australia. There's two amazing facts when he went to Australia. Go ahead, go, go. Got off the plane. He was arrested within four minutes for fighting in a bar. Only <laughs> been off the plane four minutes. Right, okay. And two, he got done for drink driving in Queensland, and he's still got the record for the most drunk driver ever. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three bottles of vodka. 
What? And he's driving. They put a picture of him posing. It's still up because he's got the record for the most. Oh my lord! <laughs> he was Brilliant. in a bad. I think his bad period was like the late eighties. Mm. But you know, interesting. You know, when he was when he come back from Australia, uh, he did he directed Colours. Yes. Right. And they said to him, he went to the doctors. Said you're going to be dead within a week. Mm. These things are never right. I think they're no, scary. No, no. He said he didn't. He just didn't wean it off. He just went to rehab and stopped in three weeks. Mm. Yeah, because they said he had an amazing willpower either way. Yeah, like if you told him no and he wanted to, he'd fucking do it. Mm. Right, and he said he had a willpower to drink and do drugs, ridiculous. But he said he could also. He said stop. He'd stop. Oh well, okay. Yeah, and he stopped, and he said that gave him an extra ten years, and in that ten years. It, as when people loved him and where Hollywood mm. realised what a great fucking actor he was he was a complete fuck up there's no doubt and I mm. mean his book is insane alcoholic at 14 really? you know bad 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 life but he made some amazing artwork but he was never nasty to people you know no he was no, just no. a drunk he was just drunk I mean well they said you know that when, uh, when he did Easy Rider it was one of the most kind of like craziest films because all three of them Fonda Hopper mm. Nicholson Oh. We're just into smoking shitloads of dope. Oh. LSD, well, I think. Well, they're tripping bits, really. Yeah, they're, isn't tripping it? The way, yeah, they're tripping all the way through it. But as you said, not not Made really. Film, yeah. I think Fonda was a bit bit more. But like, imagine being on that film with them three people. Then I know, man. How cool would that be? Like I said, I, I'd like to do Easy Rider because I love Easy Rider. It's a it's a weird. There's, another, there's several versions of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just like it because I think if you want to me, if you want a film that. Just the 60s, I think Easy Rider. The, the basically the hippie thing was all a load of shit. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, the yeah, hippies, yeah. nothing like the drug dealers. The, the only thing the is dealers. that I find it a little bit holy grailish at the end. Just driving along and suddenly some bloke uh, uh, shoots him. Uh, uh, it's, it's such a it's such a bleak ending now. But he said oh, that was the point of the death of the sixties. That was yeah. it. Doesn't mean anything. Well, it doesn't mean, there's no yeah. reason why they get shot, is there? I know people do get shot for no no practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is because. There's the bit in the bar earlier, isn't there, when the nick, nick, when he first meets him. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, another thing, you think he's in that film for ages. No. It's like 15 bloody minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, here we are. Oh, oh, yeah, we are. Also, very good-looking bloke, Dennis Hopper. Cracking oh. blue eyes in here, isn't it? And you see that when, when you get to this scene where the next big star is, who I think possibly at this point, well, we're on 93 now, aren't we? So you've got... Christopher Walken's character is literally introduced and we only see him for what the scene that I'm... Should I just play the scene? Yeah. Okay. I know you know where they are, so... Tell me. Before I do some damage, you won't walk away from. Could I, uh... <clears throat> have one of those Chesterfields now? Sure. champion of Sicilian liars. From growing up with him, 
I learned the pantomime. There are 17 different things a guy can do when he lies to give himself away. Guy's got 17 pantomimes. Woman's got 20. Guy's got 17. But if you know them, like you know your own face, they'd be lie detectors all to hell. Now, what we got here is a little game of show and tell. You don't want to show me nothing, but you tell me everything. I know you know where they are, so tell me. Before I do some damage, you won't walk away from. Could I uh, have one of those Chesterfields now? Sicily, and the Moors are niggers. So you see, way back then, uh, Sicilians were like uh, wops from northern Italy. Uh, they all had blonde hair and blue eyes. But, uh, well, then the Moors moved in there, and, uh, well, they changed the whole country. They did so much fucking with Sicilian women, huh? that they changed the whole bloodline forever. That's why blonde hair and blue eyes became black hair and dark skin. You know, it's absolutely amazing to me to think that to this day, hundreds of years later, that, uh, that Sicilians still carry that nigga gene. Now this, no, I'm, no, I'm quoting history. It's written. It's a fact. It's written. I love this guy. I no, love this guy. No. <laughs> Your ancestors are niggers. Hey. <laughs> yeah. And, and your great, 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 great grandmother fucked a nigger. Oh, yeah. And she had a half-nigger kid. Now, if that's a fact, tell me, am I lying? Because you, you're part eggplant. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Hey, hey, hey. You're a cantaloupe. Because yeah. this film is integral, and right, you're fact, you're fact. There, yeah, there is a lot of it is racially sensitive on purpose because he's mm-hmm. trying to wind him up. Yeah, people go, "Oh, he's a racist." No, no, no he's saying racist things. There's a bloody difference, right? That Tarantino, right? He said he was living in a shared house when he first went to LA. I think he was about nineteen or twenty, and uh, he said his best friend in this house was a, a black guy. Mm. Right, and this black guy used to tell him this story that that's the story of Sicilian Sicilians. Mm. He said, like, because he said he had a friend who was Italian, and that's why they used to rib each other. Yeah. So Tarantino would said, "Well, you make." He said, "I don't make." So I was told this by a black person, mm. and he said, "It's the truth." Genealogy, you're looking it. It's the truth. Yeah. Like about yeah. Spain, it's mm. the, not the racial side. No, of it, no, 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 no. But the reality is, the black people went to Italy, oh, well, Sicily, and and. Like the, when he got the thing in the island, he got black Irish. It's yeah, the same yeah. thing, isn't it's it? The, same the, Span- thing. the yeah. Spanish people went there. Yeah. So, but you'd never get around this film now. This scene in this film now, you'd ne- if you put this in front of a film, then now they'd never do it. No do film not, would make this scene now. Do you not th- even think if Tarantino did it? If like, Tarantino, Tarantino, yeah, but he has to explain himself all the while now. Like when this yeah. come out, people are suits the scene, weren't it? Yeah. It's the same trying to wind him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it was but also what's great about it, and it, it obviously it, it, it you know it, it, it reacts more to you when you watch it on screen and when when you hear it. Yeah, is that when the Sicilian boss Christopher Walsh character like turns away and looks? You can also see how scared the Dennis Hopper character is. How yeah, scared yeah. he is because he then asking for the cigarette, then because he knows he's going to get killed. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, and but it's wonderful acting from Dennis Hopper the way he's sort of like his eyes are shifting left and right, yeah, and he's yeah. thinking, "Here we go," but. Was it was you then desperately trying to see what James Gandolfini looked like as well? At this yeah, point? yeah, yeah. He's standing behind him. He's standing he's behind him. him. But it's Christopher Walken the way he's laughing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that that it's 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 two you know brilliant professional actors yeah. working together and they can do all these little things. Like he's a great guy. You know, he's like, yeah. a great guy. Makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and you know it's coming. And you know it's coming. You know he's going to get killed. I I I like that thing of uh, the person who's going to do something bad. I like something like that who smiles. I was watching in my because she went at work today. In my break, I was watching Mister In Between on Disney Plus, and I was watching. Uh, I got about a quarter of the way through episode two, series two, 
where he'd been to see the the mom's d- yeah, the daughter yeah, yeah. no the mom's daughter the kid who's bullying his daughter and the police officers turn up at his door that's he's amazing. there going just that smile didn't they I don't ask I don't ask the questions <laughs> yeah 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 I yeah. say well did you go and see him he goes I don't ask the questions yeah. but it's the way he's just smiling you know? yeah 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 I thought it's so good now again it reminded me that you can you can be a lot more sinister for smiling than actually looking grimace you really yeah, yeah, you really yeah. can. I mean, you know, obviously he gets killed, and they learn, they learn after him. And there's, there's a various sequence of events, which you know, James Gandolfini's character says, "Right now, how different does Gandolfini look?" Now, this is '93. Yeah. What year did Sopranos? I think start? it was 2001. I think. I think so. So it's only eight years. So he he even put on a lot of weight. I think he put on weight for the role. Did he? He did. Or put was on he just generally? Because no, no, I think he did put on weight for the role because most mob bosses are fat. Yeah. Because in the mob, it's seen as a good thing. Oh, like it means you got money. Yeah. You never see a skinny mob bloke because it means you got no money. You're hungry. That's where yeah, it all comes. From. That's where yeah. it all comes from. So, uh, yeah, and he was cast for this film, wasn't he? He was. He was. Which is amazing, really, because again, like we said, very walking and with Harper, he's not in it for long. But oh, one also, you look and you go, Christ, he's got a lot of hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a little bit of hair. Good-looking bloke again. But you think, man, he's again, he's he's menacing in it. A little bit slightly stereotypical where you, cle- you clearly think he's going to try and ride through, isn't he? And you know when you do it, you go, oh, God. But again, it's 93, so yeah. these, these, you don't you don't get that late because everyone goes, well, that's a trope, isn't it? Yeah, um, you go this is sort of very early 90s. But mm. like we said, well, um, you know, 90s, best, to me, I think it's the best film period. Best film, best music for us. I do agree what Tarantino was saying about the 90s. That like I said... Uh, everything was off the table. Killing Zoe. Yeah, you know. Magic one killers. Ian was on about that. I said you should do that film. I said I love that film. I've, I've got, got the really... soundtrack of that. Well. Yeah, I've got the soundtrack. I've got a really good yeah. Blu-ray of as well. Oh, yeah. um, things were off the table then. Censorship weren't such a big thing. Like just do it. Mm. There's so many interesting films. It didn't always work. No. And there's little bits in. I think you know. So there's little bits in this that are a bit weird now. Isn't there's, there's, a bit that... of, there's a bit of clunky editing as well with with, with a couple of scenes that I'm not overly yeah. happy. Wouldn't with, it but... be interesting if Tarantino would have, if he Wally would have done different? Ooh, yeah, no, I mean, he has said about the ending, which we'll, we'll come out yeah. in a minute, but you know what? I think Tony Scott does a cracking job on no, it. No, I think it's really better does. being Tony Scott, yeah. I think, I think sometimes with Tarantino, you know, and I'm, I'm a person, we've said this about this podcast, we never 100% like everything, no. there's always flaws and everything, Tarantino's problem sometimes can be hubris, where yeah. he does too much. Yeah, 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 And sometimes, like, even we said this about once, I love once in the but it, it's 40 minutes too long. Absolutely. There's that bit in the middle where he shoots the whole fucking episode of that that yeah. Western. No yeah. need for it. No. I loved it. It's like, oh, but this, because it didn't have that, it's like, this film's an hour and a half. Mm. And it's all, it don't need any longer. You don't. But I think if there's time to, though, there'd be a lot more fucking strung out dialogue in it. Yeah, there'd be a lot more music going on in there. There'd be a lot more pan shots going on. There'd probably be a bit more violence. A bit more yeah, violence. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But I mean, the, I mean, the Alabama fight with, with Gandolfini's character oh, is absolutely It's stupid. an amazing scene, though. It's so well choreographed, that is. Because you've, one, like we said about the one thing that makes Casino Royale really good is you you really feel oh, the yeah, pain. You hurt so much. And, you know, and when he gets his comeuppance, Oh, they're going up. Now, that's the thing I noticed on the rating cut. Yeah. That fight is a lot longer. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. And that, you know, like I said, it's hard to say. When it, you know, we've talked this before, and it passes of years, changes your memory with mm-hmm. things, yeah. right? So it's a long time I've saw this. I think it's got to be 20 years, I think. Oh, I, right, okay. I don't think so. Like I said, it's never on the telly. No. I reckon never no, on the telly. That would be too cut, wouldn't it, these days? Which is awful. But that scene, I thought, bloody hell, it's such a vicious scene. But what's 
interesting about that scene as well. The way they're laughing with each other. Yeah. That's what makes that scene weird. He's beating her up and she's laughing. Yeah. He fights back and he's going, good girl, isn't he? Yeah. Good girl. Got yeah. a bit of fight in you. He's kind of like, it's like, well, I kill people every day. Yeah. I've never had anybody go at me like this before, especially a woman. And the fact that she comes out on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. But the whole, the whole, when we see, you know, the, the, the payoff thing with the, the police and all that, and you always get douchebag policemen. I haven't, we haven't talked about Brad Pitt yet, but we'll come back to him in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, yeah. at the very end. But I love the whole thing because Chris Penn's in this again, of course. He's, he's, he's in this. Well, so I say it's, it's like, nice guy, Eddie. And like, he should have gone on to be a big actor. But he, I think he was dead well, with him. He got big. Yeah, I think he was dead within three years, weren't he, that film? Yeah, I think... Because uh, he did that and... Um, Reservoir. Reservoir. He oh, just did get... Was Reservoir before this? No, he can't... Ooh, yeah, yeah, it was. was. He was not too. Reservoir was. So this is before... Yeah, so this is actually... Well, that's why Samuel Jackson in it a little yeah, bit, isn't yeah. it? Because he... Because he weren't really that big then, but, you know... He, he gets... You know, they all get killed. The police officers does. He gets killed because of... Um, oh, what's his name? The... But one of the bouncers, isn't it? But one of the bouncers just shot, kills him. Um, but the Christian, when the Christian Slayer gets shot in the head, you do, and it's a proper clip in the side of the head, and you think, oh man, he's he's definitely dead here. Now this is where oh, the, 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 the two differences take because in the the version that didn't come out, Alabama leaves with the bags, right? And she did they film it? Never filmed. Yeah, it. no, it's filmed. It is on the it's on the yeah. Blu-ray. I'm gonna have to look on YouTube. Yeah, it's so gotta be on there. She leaves the hotel. She sees him lying there. She goes up to him, and then it cuts to her going down. The thing, but then there's a and then she so basically she walks down, gets in the car, and drives off. But there's voiceover of her, and she's slagging Clarence off because you know you're an idiot, you're stupid, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and she gets the car, and <clears throat> it's not done. You remember when Courtney Love read out Kurt's suicide note? And she kept going, you're a fucking arsehole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she did it, she was, you felt that she, you know, she was really, when she was really upset. She should have, yeah, yeah, should have. And you could tell that she's, her anger is real. In that thing where she's calling clowns an arsehole, it's said as if it's a matter of fact, nah, without emotion. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 it took me, it made me not like her as a character. As and you like her, through, I, yeah, I love both of them as a characters. They both melded together and they were both perfect. So when you then see the, the version that's on there, Tantino wanted that version originally, he wanted it, right, and he fought for that to be on there, and he didn't agree with it even when the film came out. It's not until now he looks at it, and he goes, actually, it's right. He's just because, sad I was looking at that. He thinks it's... It's right, because he, they go on to have... True romance? Movies. Yeah, it's true. It's a true romance. Yeah. And they go, it's, a, it's in the fucking title of the film. And so when they're on the beach, and they're playing with the little one, you know, and you think, yeah, they've got away with this. They've done it. Now, you look at Tarantino's other films, right, the, the one that doesn't end that well is Reservoir Dogs. True. Right? Because they all die, apart from Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink, who yeah. you think, right? Well, you presume Mr. Orange dies, but you never see them all die. No, you no. see them get shot, but you're yeah, yeah, yeah. that, right? Okay. So, Jackie Brown, who is a bit of a happy ending on that one. He, yes, she gets the one over on him, doesn't she? she Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Um, Django Unchained, happy ending. Yeah, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, happy ending. Yeah, he does save the Hate day. I'm not too sure about that one. Oh, not really. Mm. <laughs> there was a big that big gun battle. Yeah. Not really. And we don't we don't talk about um, the the um, thinker film, gorilla films, right? Because I don't you know the film. We don't talk about them. Yeah. But you look at those and but Pulp Fiction. You, do you know what I mean? So I suppose yeah. he does tend to end his films. It's no, there's a little bit of a Ricky Gervais going on there. So and he does end it, and he should stick with stuff like that because nine times out of ten his endings are all crazy anyway. 
because Inglorious Bastards, you know, they kill Hitler in a cinema. And you're there going, well, that didn't happen, did yeah. it? And you go, well, no, you have to do, you have to make yourself alive. Sharon Tate, unfortunately, was murdered horrifically. And you don't want to see Sharon Tate get murdered. No, 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 no. Especially the fact that she's yeah, pregnant yeah. as well. So when you see Sharon Tate alive, you're going, I prefer this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know, because yeah, yeah. I think... I lot, think he's a romantic Tarantino. I, I really you know. think he is. And this is, like, as he says, this is the closest film to him because he is a true man and he is, there is a romantic in him. And, like, you know, let, let's face it, you know, I guess in America, and, and like we would think as well, you know, in America, no, no one would have wanted JFK to be shot. You know, no, no, no one would have wanted John Lennon to be mm. shot. Martin, you know, Martin Luther King, yeah, yeah, Marvin yeah. Gaye. You know, all these people you look at and you go, well, you know, have an ideal world. Yeah, they yeah. all would have survived, wouldn't they? Like our, you know, favourite actors, I think. Jethro, the comedian, passed away today. I know, COVID. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he said it. I, there was... Um, he was another comedian, like, another comedian of his time. Of his time, but he did say one joke, which I will say now. To him, because my wife stood by me for 25 years. We've only got the one chair. <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> Good joke. Yeah. An acceptable Jeff. Yeah, 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 I find, yeah, I find, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is. It's a. If you've not seen it, you know, I'm. I'm. Sh- it's not available on Amazon or Netflix. I had to pay for it. But like yeah, I said, you if you want it. it on Amazon, they've got the unrated cut, and yeah. it is unrated, which, which, which means it's like basically wouldn't have got through the censors over yeah. here. So, I, like I said, I, I, I look at the same length as yours. So it's, got, it's, it's got to be the same one. It's got to be the same one, isn't yeah. it? But. I tell you why I love in it is uh, Rick, not Rick, Dick in it. Dick. Because it's got my favourite comedy line in that. Right. You want me to suck his dick? Yeah. <laughs> no, that bit. Because no, I want you to speak with Dick that bit. Yeah. I love him. Because that is so Hollywood, that bit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I love the way the cocaine is Dr. Shivarko. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it's like, and he's, when he's on that funny roller coaster, then he looks yeah. so fucking scared. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that he was petrified in real life he was petrified of heights and roller coasters. He'd never go on them. So, but if you notice, right, when he first goes on it, he's shitting himself. Over the tape, you can see when they've edited it, when he's looking petrified, and then when he's not, because he kind of gets used to it. Now, the one character we haven't talked about is Brad Pitt, who people Floyd. forget is yeah. in his Floyd. Floyd. From about like, three minutes? Three minutes, but also gives the game away every single time. He tells <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. where they are. Yeah. Because he doesn't. He doesn't think anything of it. He just thinks everyone's coming round to smoke and, some dope. And I think when it comes down to it, it wasn't a lot of acting in Floyd, was that? No, not really. Because he no. even said it on that award. Yeah. He said, I've been playing Floyd for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, love, I love Brad Pitt. I think person. he's great. He's a cool he's dude, isn't he? Yeah, People he's... think he's like this Hollywood bit. He's not. No, no. He's quite, I think he knows his limit of his acting. Yeah. He knows he's just a good looking beef guy. But I think he's a better actor than people think. I think when so, he puts I mean, his effort into it, like I, people like him in Twelve Monkeys, I really like him in Twelve, oh, Monkeys. Him in 12 Monkeys. Monkey, monkey. <laughs> I think though he's got that kind of. Um, he, what was the one that he did with? Which I can't stand the film. I know our mate Kev loved it. The one Is that with the bear. We Ooh, <laughs> remember that one? Was that the one where he come back as a ghost? Weren't it? No, that's uh, Mister Meet Joe Brown, Mid- isn't it? No, 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 Joe Brown. Joe Brown. <laughs> no, Joe Black. Meet John, jo- Joe Black. Joe, Joe Black. Joe Black. <laughs> That'd be a really rubbish. <laughs> Brad Pitt and, and Joe Brown. You see, still alive, Joe Brown. You've got the people. He's always on TV. You don't know what he actually yeah, is. He's just playing the guitar, then. In the six, I think, the sixties thing, like Adam Five. Yeah, that yeah, would be a fucking rubbish film. That's, actually, that's another film I can't stand. Is Meet John, Joe Black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't mind you saying that. The opening of that when he gets killed is fucking amazing. But what's the one with the bear? Where he, he has a fight with the bear. He does with the bear at the end. He has a fight with the bear. Kev is that Legends of the Fall? Legends of the Fall. We were just... not with Kev film. Kev got really, Kev got really overly excited by Brad Pitt fighting the bear. But. 
you know, uh, he's he's just he just comes across as a as a great guy. Now, I always think character. a lot of his lines have got to be improv. Them lines. I think so. I think quite a lot of it is cleaning products. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's what I'm afraid of. Cleaning, brother. Can you get him working if you like, can he? No, no. It's like when Jan Scandafini comes, or one of the gangsters comes We're in. They're all there. They're all there. And he goes, do you guys want to sit down? No, and, he goes, uh, have a bowl. Have a he goes, bowl. which way is it? He goes, down there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I thought, now in another film, they probably would have killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fact they look and go, he ain't got a clue what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> also, his character's not too dissimilar. It's the one in Thelma and Louise to a certain degree. Is it, do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, got it right. Really, yeah. kind of just, kind of, mind you saying I haven't seen anything. Oh, got a good-looking bloke, though, weren't he? Oh, yeah. What a good-looking bloke. He's an ace though, isn't so, he? Yeah, because it was like, don't like men like that, really. But so if you look at Brad Pitt and go, he's a good-looking man. Yeah. He takes it, you know, he is, you know. It's not Johnny Depp, really. Some men are just born very fucking looking. Yeah, and that just, they just don't, they just don't know. seem to be amazing in the late 50s. You know the next one's going to be like that? Fucking Hemsworth. Yeah, Hemsworth's oh, yeah, be like definitely. That, I mean, tell you I reckon it'll be like that as well. Chris Pine. Yeah. Looks like a male Barbie doll. Or, like, or Chris Evans as well. Yeah, there's two bloody bastards. They're all, they've all been chemically induced, I think, these days. That's yeah, a problem. Yeah, yeah so that's, uh, that is true romance. I think, again, another another brilliant film that we haven't seen in, in Donkey. Like I said, if anyone hasn't seen this film, like I said, I know there's people who probably going to, them two banging on about bloody Tarantino again. He's, he's our... He's Scorsese. He's our Coppola. He's our Hitchcock. That's yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing at the end of the day. If you're born in the 1950s, then your 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 director will be Scorsese and Coppola. If you're born in the 40s, you're, he's going to be Hitchcock. I suppose in the 80s, he's probably like Spielberg, weren't he? If you're well, an Spielberg, 80s kid, yeah. it's all about Spielberg. Yeah, isn't well, I suppose it? we are an 80s kid. Well, like, yeah, because they're John Carpenter as well. But yeah, yeah. I think our coming of age was Tarantino, weren't it? Yeah, that's when we were allowed to go to the cinema on your own to see proper films, you know, not, you know, E.T. A bit like the Edgar Wright generation, the Simon Pegg generation, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Like, like you know, these, these were the films he stood for. It's like, oh my god! Mm. And like I said, this and you know, this and Reservoir Dogs in two years. You can see, you can see why how um, Edgar Wright and Tarantino got on so well because when you watch Last Night in Soho, oh yeah, and then you watch this, you kind of think, no, I'm not. These are not, and they're not the same films by any means. But there's a feel to it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't believe the romance in the ones for time because I don't... I no, no, that we really said that's, that's the only weak part. The, it's it's a seriously weak part because I don't believe that... that no, that, that character is so... Do you, do you not believe that character of her? Like, he no. never comes across as real, ever. No, he does not come across as real. He just comes across as really kind of just wet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one likes wet characters. I'm not saying that because there are wet characters in the world, but, you know, when you want your kind of a boyfriend to be a boyfriend, it'd be kind of like a bit more about him. Yeah, it's, I find it's a bit like what people said about... Um, well, I suppose people say about Tarantino, that they can't write female characters, but that's fucking bullshit. Well, bullshit, Jackie Brown. Jackie, the whole of Kill Bill? Yeah, he can write female. He can't write typical fucking female characters. I think the only one who I think is weak, quite weak with female characters is Casaza. But he yeah. even made it himself. Mm. He said, I'm not going to write things I'm uncomfortable writing. Well, I can't, I'm not great at it. No, and I suppose you've got to give a little bit of kudos out to the two. Um, when the, the new Bond film came out, that they brought in Phoebe Waller-Bridge to, to fill out a little bit more of the female characters. And it's a good job she did, because, my God, they would have been ultra shit. Uh, even though all the hype in that was about the one character when the actual best character was the Paloma. other well that was the best character because yeah. Axel the 007 character me was the biggest letdown of adding a film really oh bad. it's going to be the new do- what just didn't actually do anything just looked stood around was just was well just she was around. she was a um, a very good spy actually when you watch that back 
You see her in the background of quite a few shots because oh, right. she's being a spy. So she's a very capable spy. But you, you don't care about it. As Paloma, you know, you look at her and you think, well, you've got the classic Bond. Do you reckon she'll much. come back? I would love to see her come back. But the trouble is she's in the Daniel Craig universe and I think that, that universe is closed down. I think you forget that universe now. It doesn't exist. Oh, you reckon? I think so because that's the only way I think you can bring... If you haven't seen Bond yet, sorry, but this way it is... Um, you know, as apparently they kill him at the end of the film, which I still claim is fucking bullshit, because at the end of the day, what, you don't need to do that. Like, don't, don't be so bloody selfish and so No, self-indulgent. that's the moment. It's like, I, I'm Daniel Craig. I am Bond. I am Bond. I am Bond. It doesn't matter if it's before or after. I, I can make this character and kill this character. Yeah. I didn't like that about him. No. That was my point. It was like, it's too much about ego, I think, mm. with Daniel Craig. Got caught up in his ego about him. Yeah, I'm such a serious you. actor. Yeah. I want to be... Into, well, no, it's... That thing where I go right the dark and light chocolate. Yeah. It is so right in it. Mm. And that next one, they've got to lighten it up. They've yeah. got to make it fun again, haven't they? They have. They, they can't have. compete in action states. I've said this. They can't do it. At the end of the day, as well, people are, uh, people have gone through the past two years now. It could be going into three years of a, a pandemic, where you, your freedoms to a certain degree have been lightly, from my opinion taken away because you have to if you want yes. to survive. It's the end of that. You wouldn't go walking into a fucking Chernobyl, would you? No, no. no would no. you do the same here? And I think people need just some... You know what? People need entertainment. And it's all, there's always a time and a place for slightly kind of like dark stuff. We all like a bit of dark stuff. But when it comes to a franchise at the moment, you want a bit of... I think it's overall had the right touch. Yeah. It was serious, but it's also had a funny... A but that was, not, that was 2006. You know what I mean? We, we need something now, which, you know... Want to get back to, to class the line of like never say never again? Oh, thank you, good, thank God you're back, Miss One. Let's go back to some gratuitous sex. Well, I said I watched that again. I was saying how much I like that. It's a great film. film. It's, it's a really good. You film. know, it's got the right tone. Yeah. It, you know, it's action and there's some violence in it. Mm. Really good, but it's fun and he knows it as well. Yeah. It's got a bit of knowing in it. And to me, Bond always should be a little bit knowing. Yeah, yeah. It understands yeah. it's a little bit silly. Mm. Yeah, I know. Last I sort of lost that bit with Can- uh, Canary. Canary. Canary, and that's why they bought Roger Moore in it to like exactly. give it a bit more a bit fun. Because yeah. towards the end, the end of the Canary ones, it did become a bit Formula Eight, and I, I think that was just because we're churning them out. So much, them but, out. And that's why you can't just keep churning the same film out. But I think you need to, and also of course it dictates whoever the actor is. Probably the reason why I like, I quite like the idea of Henry Cavill coming in. I saw a screenshot of his audition for Casino Royale the other day, and he was so young and it was unbelievable. But, you know, I think with him, he's got a bit of a twinkle in his eye, that man has. He's got a bit of a cheekiness to him. And oh, I think he's a bit too big. Yeah, he'd, he'd, have, to, he'd have to slim down a bit. Slim down a bit. Because I think Daniel Craig was too big. I think he was I too big. He was well. too big. You know, I think they need to slim him down a bit, get more to be. There would not be muscle bound guys, spies. Nah. They're not, because they meant to he'd blend be, in. He'd be lean. Yeah. Because obviously he's got to do some running yeah. and stuff Someone like that. Someone said he'd be like, their physique, right, a lot boxers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They've got to be able to blend in. Mm. Not stand out walking through an airport, nah. right? But <laughs> if it comes down to it, they can fight. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I want. It's I agree with what the I was watching on uh, GB News. Had the stuntman who worked with it in the eighties, and he said, "What do you don't like about Monk Bond?" And I, I sort of agree. I don't want to see him with a machine gun. I want to see nah. him with a pistol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Bond. He works with his fist and a pistol. Yeah. It's the yeah. last resort. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah, because you've got to be silent nine times a day. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's what a lot of people say, you know, we want some sneaky bond, we want some spy bond, we want some, you know, proper spy bond. Well, have you bond. heard that interesting thing that Amazon uh, are in, uh, they're in, they're having problems with the broccoli family now, because they've bought the rights, haven't they? Yes. And they want to do the um, young bond. Oh, do they? What, the Charlie Higson books? Yeah, when he's at Eton, ah. going into the Navy. 
they said they've got an idea and in a 10 point and I thought Ooh, ace to me we was like this weren't we yeah, yeah. Were, I want to see how he become. we know what Bond's like now show you how he becomes Bond you'll have a younger actor then but they don't want it because they said it's not exclusive enough and I thought you're not going to win off Amazon no. they bought the rights they, they to it, they it. And the thing is is that I mean I, I've not read the chart I heard they are fabulous and they are apparently well worth a read um, and, and I'm always you know I've got no qualms about people think oh it's a children's book I couldn't give a shit um, I mean, read all the Harry Potter. I think they're young adults, aren't I, I think they're young adults now, but I don't know when that's set. That's the thing. I'm not yeah. sure because obviously there was a rumor, and I said this to you the other day, didn't I? That the that Amazon were thinking of adapting all the books set in the 1950s because then you'd get the kind of problem. And the only trouble with that is, of course, that well, you've got the new Bond novels in it, and then you got the new Bond, which I, I still think Devil May Care is one of the best. Yeah, why did they never use that? Took that took that story and did something very strange. And well, it, Devil May Care is really interesting as well because uh, I've got the audio book of that. Is it the sixties? That's in the sixties. No, it? no, it's no, it's it's more modern. But it's like it's the, 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 there's a guy in there who's got the monkey's claw, and his his hand looks like a monkey's hand. And it's very weird, and, and the guy, one of the, his assassins, he's like his odd job, shall we say. He kills people by, by putting chopsticks down the, down the ears and doing that and slapping them into the... But that sounds like Bond straight away, sounds doesn't it? I'll lend you the audiobook if yeah, you like. Yeah, I would it's, like to honestly, listen to that. It's so fabulous. A lot of people... people What's really the Bond like in it? Oh, it's really good. Really good. good. Also, of course, because it's narrated as well, he kind of, he does... But the, the Bond is, you know, you, it's a... It's not a bond that you know from the films, but it's a bond wrote as it's 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 um what's his name um uh, I can't remember his name now, but it's, it's almost like he's writing like Ian Fleming, you know that. Oh right. But I might pick I might live down to the library and pick up a young bond book and, and just have a read of it. So it's like the new Dynamite comics, which I've got the whole collection of those. The new one came out. There's two more coming in next year. Are fabulous reads. They are fabulous oh. reads. You want a bit of classic Bond? We'll go for it. We have got enough. Enough topic. Now, um, now for our January. To, what year are we? I'm in twenty twenty one. January. We know we're doing that. We know we've got our next two films. We are, we? and it's a. It's a. Would you say it's recent? Would you say it's fairly recent? Yeah. I think we got the three. Some of my favourite genre of film. So uh, it's your, your, your yeah, your, Liam, Liam Neeson punching people in the face. Films. Liam Neeson punching someone in the face. <laughs> are you going to do? Uh, Take 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 we're going to do. It's that it's when it, everything spawned for yeah. that. Didn't we it? we want to start the year off with some good old feel good beating French people. Beating French people. <laughs> Apologies, a deal. Punching bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're going to do Lost Boys. Lost Boys, which is another film where we were really into when we were absolutely cracking soundtrack as well. We, but we were both yeah, listening to that. even uh, pose like the saxophonist. <laughs> What? What? I'll get you to explain that because I can't. What's that? Do you remember the bloke on the beach? Oh like, yeah! Oh no! He's like yeah. He was interviewed in the other empire, oh, right? Yeah, amazing. He said he still gets people every day talking about no, that. This no. is like thirty years ago, <laughs> and he still plays with his top off in the saxophone. You don't look like that anymore. No, no. You know, you know another one that's like that, which is a bit ridiculous. I think we did talk about it when we covered it on here. Was that scene in Police Academy on the beach? And then apparently this one's got a saxophone there. It <laughs> yeah, must yeah. be. It just must be that thing where you. you the eighties was saxophone heavy, weren't it? I don't know what heavy. was going on there. <laughs> and. Other films we've got, I think we've got lined up. We just mentioned that we're going to do Kung Fu, Kung Fu yeah, right. Hustle. We're going to do The Stuntman, which we I are going to have Well, I'm into my Peter O'Toole stage at the moment. Minty's just got the Peter O'Toole book. So he's going to read that. Yep. Watch the film. I'm going to watch the film. And then we'll have a two hour talk about Peter O'Toole. Ooh. And we can. 
We've got loads of rights, you read it. There's plenty of stories on there. I think this is why this is going to have to be one where I apologise to your good lady wife because it's not going to be a 45 minute podcast. No, 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 no. no, no. Peter and Tom, no. No, 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 no. no. So, anyway, everybody out there, thank you for listening and staying with us. Uh, I know we've been a bit sporadic this year, but unfortunately. Well, hopefully next year. The way has been. Oh, God, we hope so. Um, And I say, hopefully, we'll get to see a lot more of you next year in in person, which would be good. Um, so please have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you all. Happy Christmas! You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. This tell look at a go outside and you know what is um, I, I, um, one of my proudest moments uh, of you know my entire career. Uh, uh, this scene. I give the scene actually kind of the speech, the Sicilian speech came about. In real life, through two friends. One was um, uh, a kind of badass older black guy that was uh, kind of like um, there's my mom, and then her best friend was a woman named Jackie, and she was uh, she was black, and she was like my second mom, kind of you know, you know, through my entire childhood and teenage years, and she had a brother. Hopefully. Um, who was no longer with us anymore, who had spent some time in jail, and uh, his name was um, Don, uh, or uh, uh, Big D, was actually his uh, most commonly used nickname. And uh, Big D has shown up in uh, a lot of my movies. Uh, Sam Jackson's uh, little bit, it mostly got cut out by the MPAA, uh, in the opening scene with Dretzel, he's playing Big D. Uh, that's his, if you read the script, that's some of his character's name is Big D. And, um, and he used to tell me uh, uh, about history and stuff. And he told me way back when, all right, I literally when I was about like, you know, 10 or 11 or something like that, about how uh, uh, the Moors conquered Sicily and how the Moors were black and they started fucking the Sicilian women and that's why uh, Sicilians look the way they do today. And I never forgot, I always thought it was kind of interesting. And, uh, <laughs> and then I have, uh, then say, cut to years later, I'm like uh, 23, 24. And uh, uh, my roommate, and uh, still a friend of mine to, to this day, and he was Sicilian, and I'm like fucking with him and teasing him, right? And, uh, and I do completely impromptu the Sicilian speech. In this movie, yes, for the first time. I see. And when I finished it, I was like, hey, that's a good scene, you know, uh, that's a good speech, you know, okay, note to myself, remember that. And uh, so, writing true romance, and this wasn't me even trying to plug it in, it just kind of naturally worked. So I wrote it, and I uh, was pretty happy with it. And now, dirty little I'm going to do some business. I think this scene, I, I think a case could be made 
and didn't stop. That this scene is almost we too good. Sure everybody was. There. All right, it, it's 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 it's. You know, uh, you know, every once in a while, it might not be the great, best thing to have, like, the best thing in the movie happen, you know, uh, uh, before, uh, uh, before the midway point, all right, you know, uh, uh, actually, I would actually say most of their movies probably couldn't even survive a scene like this, because this scene would just be so much better than anything else in the movie that, you know, you'd want to go home after the scene was over. True Romance is so much fun and lively in the way, and the actors are so good in it and everything, that actually the movie survives the scene, all right, um... And you, you know what I'm talking about if you've ever watched a movie it has this great scene and you kind of know you're never going to see a scene that good again alright uh, you know Truman's actually I mean the fact that almost the fact that Truman's can survive this scene is actually a testament to Tony and, and the actors they in the film they didn't tell me um, and uh, but I haven't seen Clarence and what I'm saying about how good I think this scene is I'm not talking about me really I'm, I'm I mean it's um this is like just a completely beautiful, I think, four-way ensemble between what I wrote, the way Christopher Walken played it, the way Dennis Hopper played it, and the way Tony Scott directed it. I think it's 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 uh, just a four-man thing, and um, it, and was wild except for the little except for the little. Uh, uh, um, there's, they have one little improv in in, in the scene when. Uh, Dennis Hopper calls and uh, uh, says, you know, you're part eggplant. And then Christopher Walken says, well, you're a cantaloupe. All right. That was a little improv bit. But aside from that, everything they said in the scene was scripted. So much so that, I mean, Christopher Walken has so much dialogue in this. And I almost got embarrassed the first time I saw the scene. I almost got embarrassed because he remembered, he memorized every line, every single little tiny word he said, and he said perfectly. And it was almost like kind of almost intimidating that such a terrific actor would uh, 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 take my work so seriously as to remember, you know, as to completely remember, never uh, uh, make up anything, never smooth out everything, you know, just say every, every so, the, uh, and they, you know, he did them all. And it was it was it was quite terrific, and I, I really think that this scene could be put, uh, should, could and should be put in a time capsule as far as like um, just great acting. All right, if you want to just see great actors being great, then this is the scene. Um, and uh, you know what? I think I'm going to stop talking and put these headphones back on and just listen to it for the rest of the scene. That's why. Now, if you want to see, <clears throat> if you want to do a little history perspective on this, um, you know, it's funny. This actually has made a lot of people who never knew this go to the history books and look it up. All right, in particularly a lot of blacks go to uh, say, I didn't know that that was the case, and they look it up and they realize, oh my God, that's the truth. Um, and actually, it was even kind of funny because uh, <laughs> I wasn't in the room, unfortunately. But uh, uh, when True Romance came out on video, my mom and Jackie 
and Big D watched it in their living room and Big D hadn't seen it at the theaters and it was, well, Big D was still alive and they were watching this scene and this speech starts and then and my mom told me and I, I can hear him say it Big D was like hey you know that shit's true Yeah, I, you know, I told Quentin that shit I told Quentin that shit when he's just a little bitty boy He's 11 years old. I remember telling him that shit, but that shit's true. I'm glad that shit's out there. People should know that shit. Um, uh, Big D, wherever you are right now, God fucking bless you. Um, and uh, uh, anybody who's uh, uh, interested in seeing, I think the closest thing that they've ever come to doing a cinematic treatment of the Moors is a really cool Viking movie, all right, directed by uh, the cinematographer, who actually was a terrific director. I actually like him more as a director than a cinematographer, to tell you the truth. Jack Cardoff. And he did a movie called The Long Ships. And uh, in it, it depicts uh, uh, the, Viking, uh, Viking, uh, the Viking War, the Vikings fighting uh, the Muslim Moors. All right, and Richard uh, Woodmark, plays the leader of the Vikings, and uh, uh, Sidney Poitier plays the leader of the Moors. And Sidney Poitier is the bomb in the movie. He is so terrific in it. It's so great. So that's really the only completely full-on movie version that kind of shows the Moors, all right? Uh, and also in the film, it's very, in that movie, The Long Ships, also very interesting, is Sidney Poitier's wife, is played by the Italian actress uh, Rosanna Scafino. And, uh, and so, like, <laughs> literally, he's got a Sicilian wife in the movie. <laughs> so if you want to take this, uh, if you want to take uh, this uh, history lesson just uh, 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 one step back, then uh, look at Jack Cardiff's The Long Ship starring um, uh, Sidney Poitier and um, uh, Richard Woodmark. Mm. Was it what you want? <laughs>